This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, January 14th, 2022. We made it, everyone. It's Realm Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loveland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And uh, passion conference attendee. Uh, and from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> hey, Jamie, did you what go a, to passion? What intro, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, I know, did right? you go to passion as a chaperone? <laughs> Be truthful. Were you watching? I was not you... a chaperone. I did go to passion, though. <laughs> One of my really great friends, Jenny Allen, was speaking for the first time mm-hmm. there. Not for her time in her she life. She did great. She did That's phenomenal. A, yeah. And Good I think word. she was the best. Yeah. J- Jamie, so I did I, go, and it was fabulous. I, I saw a lot of passion content on, on all the socials this week, and it yeah. looked very impressive. Um, but I had the same thought that I feel like everyone who's probably in attendance, who's probably seen those images, or who's probably just out in the world right now, is like, anytime you're in a crowded room, you know, I, I understand, like, the, our understanding of Omicron, and uh, vaccines and, and, and all the and all the things. I feel like it's it's constantly evolving. But we've all collectively been like, look, we got to get back to life, right? But right. you know, when I saw those pictures of passion, I had I had the, like the feeling I felt was similar, probably to people in attendance because I experienced it firsthand the other day. I wasn't a passion, but I was at another big cultural event, and that was taking my eight year old son to see the new Spider Man movie, and <laughs> it's like still sold out everywhere. Okay, Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It, it's still sold out. Yeah, it it wow. just surpassed Titanic and box office receipts. Titanic. Wow. Yeah. What? So yeah, it's, it's bigger than it's bigger box office than Titanic. Crazy. And, and I went into the theater, and you know, it was I. I be honest I, I i'm pretty laid back these days with mm-hmm. with just kind of everything in the world you know i'm going to restaurants and you know games and little leagues and all that kind of stuff but so they're not tight theater where no one's moving around everyone's just kind of sitting stagnant you know you just get the you just like i could just see an invisible fog of breath of collective <laughs> like <laughs> breath from everyone just like hovering over the well, thing about the, passion uh, thing about passion it's people are actively singing a lot and they're like projecting oof. their breath into well, this one bubble well, that, room oof. and that's the problem and with the Spider-Man of, movie. of them don't believe in masks probably so <laughs> I don't know I will, I, will, the, can I, I will say this real quick Jesse you can you can get back to Spider-Man but I will say yeah, this because please. there has been conversation about passion I was there I went as a grown up fully knowledgeable of everything that was happening I wore a mask in there and I I did not see very many college kids with masks on, but a lot of people are giving a lot of like, you know, pushback and stuff. And I, I'll just say, did y'all watch the game on Monday with the hundred thousand college kids yeah. oh, I mean, yeah. and grownups oh, yeah. from Georgia and Alabama? Well, no so, mask down there either. No mask there. And I, I understand. I understand it. I just wanted to say there is just lots of things happening in the world besides yeah. college kids at Passion. Carry on, Jesse, with yeah, your Yeah, and I'm not hating on Passion attendees. That's not my point. Like, I, I think it's, I, you know, Sounds look, like I, think we're all, <laughs> I think we're all capable of making our own decisions. Who am I to judge? I'm, you know, I've, like, I, 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 was, I was in a basketball gym. I was play. I feel like I was probably, I, 
I played basketball the other night, okay, with with strangers <laughs> at a gym, and you know, a we're sweating sweat all got into yeah, your we're, mouth. We're literally yeah. sweating on top of each other. That you know, how can I judge someone going think, sing I don't songs? Think it's transmitted you know? that way. Is it? Through sweat glands. We don't know. We get a whole new variant. We could get the you pickup started ball a club variant. in the woods and you became blood brothers. Remember that? I mean, yeah, a little slice on the hand. Anyway, I'm at the movie and I was running across town to get there. And, you know, uh, and it was one of those movie theaters where you have to pre-buy your tickets for specific seats and all that jazz, right, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I reserved the seat, but I was running uh, uh, late. So my wife brought my son into the theater and was like, hey, your dad's going to be here soon. You just you just, just chill. I got to go. But he's going to be right behind me. You know, he's, what? he's fine. You <laughs> I mean, it's just like two child? minutes in the theater How for like two minutes. He? Uh, he's eight years old. He's fine. Two he's fine. years old. <laughs> so anyway, so so uh, I go and I sit and there's people surrounding us, a sold out theater. And I'm and I'm again, I'm not even these days. I'm not as vigilant as I was early on with the mask thing. But at this point, I'm like, I'm, I'm doubling up with mask. OK, I'm right. going cloth. I'm going medical one. I've come this far. Right. And I, I'm gonna, if I'm going to be in this theater and I don't know these people, that's fine. We're all enjoying the movie. But to your point, there's not singing. There's a lot of cheering in the new Spider-Man. People are openly. Oh, yeah. yeah! Right, like it's a lot of cheering for a movie. A lot of spit right? takes, a lot of big oh. surprises. What? And then yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Literally just spraying sodas all over the place. Just Omicron soda, just blasting during every spit take. No, that youth pastor line that everyone was talking about. Oh, you look like a cool youth pastor. Just sprayed me with an Omicron diet coke. Just big. no, but anyway. So I'm sitting there, and the, and there's a kid in front of me, kind of coughing a little, and the guy next to me is coughing through. Out, I would no. say, with a cadence of uh, one cough every, you know, ninety minutes to, or no. ninety seconds to three, no to three minutes. Uh, you know, That's and he's directly next to me. That's a lot of coughing. It was a significant there. amount of coughing, and he, he wasn't has wearing, tuberculosis. He's a, he's got a something. Smoker, Maybe some allergies, he, guys. The, the, yeah, it was like the yeah, exact. So anyway, I look over and and, and I'm not gonna. I, I was to the point. He wasn't wearing a mask, and I almost I almost said, "Bro, listen." Can you just put on a mask? Like, I, I understand you probably have cold or, or something. Or giving him one but... of the three you had on, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could just peeled one off. and But I didn't do it. But I was kind of giving him a side eye every time where I feel like he could probably feel me staring at him, you know? Um, anyway, it was I, I was very upset about this whole thing. And as soon as I got home, I was like, I Dana, I almost just laid into this guy next to me. Just the courtesy. Just put on a mask if you're coughing out in public. Maybe even, yeah. even when we're through a pandemic. Maybe it's just a good idea if you're going to be hacking up along in a movie theater just you know cover it up a little right and right. he was doing the elbow turn so he didn't get his mouth but when he was turning he was turning in my direction like I mean he was literally and so I almost said something I never do that I ne- I'm not that type of person you know yeah, you're not but anyway and I was like Dana, almost, and she was like anyway so I get home and she was like oh listen when I dropped when I put off Noah uh, in his seat there was a guy that was sitting in the seat next to you and he was the kindest old man I've ever met he said oh is your son seeing the movie by himself he's welcome to come sit with my grandkids over here and he is you know we will buy him snacks and he can come sit with us so he's not alone and my wife was like man dude this guy and I automatically felt like the worst human in the world so the point is because I almost this guy was just unnecessarily kind to my wife and child and I was almost a jerk to him moral of the story is 
you know, look, everybody's doing their own. Th- everybody's a little stressed. Let's all give each mm-hmm. other a little grace because I, like that, I almost really ripped into someone who ended up being a really great human. And, you know, I'm sure was, you know, taking all the precautions he needed to. I didn't get sick. I enjoyed the movie despite the anxiety, but it was a good lesson I learned that night. So just, just Listen, ease up on people. Early in the pandemic, we were someplace and someone started coughing around us and they just looked at us and without even like changing the look on their face they just said we have cats and so now whenever <laughs> our family's out if anyone coughs we're like ah cats huh <laughs> it's just yeah. like because you cough people are automatically scared of you yeah i just think we're at the point too where people just like like you said everybody is making their best decision with what they believe and, and it doesn't make any sense us arguing and, and fussing with each other over over mass i went and saw the lion king and i felt the same way though uh uh, just we saw it at the T-Pack. Yeah. And they had a mass requirement. I still felt nervous yeah. and scared. I was okay till we got in a ride share. And the particular ride share we got into, the driver, he didn't have his mask on. So he saw me and my wife, we had our mask on. So he decides to put his mask on, but he puts it on his chin. Aww. Like it's not covering his mouth. It. It's not covering his nose. It's not covering anything. Yeah, I don't get that. But he, but he was literally the funniest dude in the world. Like he was, he he had just gotten uh, out of a bad relationship. He moved from Wilmington, North Carolina, to the middle of uh, the the country, Tennessee, and he says, "I hate it here." And and uh, <laughs> you want to get Taco Bell? You got to go thirty miles in either direction to get Taco Bell. And he, he's excited about the Taco Bell wings. So you know, <laughs> he's pretty funny. Aren't we all? He, Aren't we all? I mean, it's a bright spot. His, he, he wore his mask. Wait, he covered his I don't know what you're talking about. Taco Bell is doing wings. Taco Bell has wings now. Yeah, they're why? Like, they're, I think they should stay in their lane. I don't no. know. Like it's the random. It's the most random thing ever. It's like they have wings now. There's a Taco Bell in downtown Orlando that has a bar. It's a a, Taco Bell. It's a high end Taco Bell called the Taco Bell Cantina, and there's like four of them in the country. And it's like there's a it's a big nightlife area, and so it stays open all night. All the bar people can get their tacos all night long, and it's and it serves liquor. It's crazy. So. That sounds kind of cool, like though. I don't even lie. That just <laughs> you gonna need some liquor to soak up the Taco Bell. Now. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the thing: Taco Bell has just realized, like most people who consume our food, are doing it at the end of a string of bad decisions. Why don't we just combine all of those just decisions into one destination? Yeah. Like, but I will say this about the. Have you guys been in a setting yet, like in a restaurant or church or something like that, where you feel a you feel like a little tickle in your throat, like a cough, and you suppress it, and you look over and your eyes are watering, and you're just going, <laughs> or you're like bending your neck in a way, and you think that's gonna like resolve this urge to cough, but you don't want the stares because you know three rows up, like people are looking over, like oh boy, here we go, who's coughing right. here? Like no one wants to be that. Like I have worked on cough suppressant tech techniques where it looks like my face is about to explode right like but i don't want to be that guy i'm sure we've all been there at this point but you want to know something we don't talk about enough and i'm really i really this happened to me last night we were in a rush as we were headed to lion king and we got food and i got in lion king and uh i was enjoying you know my time and food wasn't really agreeing with me as much 
You want to know the worst thing in the world is burping in your mask. Oh yes. I burped in my mask and I want I, I about died. I almost ki- I almost killed myself on accident. Like it, it wasn't on purpose. Like literally it just I and you know, it was a heavy spice dish that I had. It was like a short rib braised thing and it was all the short rib went out and came back in to my nostrils and I about died. So just whatever you do. You know, I see why people yeah, what pull is their the mask down story? to burp. Like, I don't know what to do. I, well, I don't know what to do because, because, you know, you want to so, pull your mask down to burp, but that's irresponsible because yeah. then you could be spreading COVID. So right. you just, it's death by, by acid or whatever that gas, you know what mm. I'm saying? There's no really a moral to the story. It's just bad. Just letting y'all know that. Just no another thing wrong with this pandemic. You can't even, that's right. You can't, you can't even, even have a cathartic days. burp anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to do after eating your Taco Bell wings? You know, I mean, it's going to happen. Dude, so. I, I don't know why people are sleeping on Taco Bell still. Like, I got Taco Bell the other day, and people were where I was, they had one across the street, and I just walked over and got myself some, right? And I got the, obviously, I did the Doritos taco. Okay. What, what are your thoughts about their subscription? What's this? They haven't taco? taco Bell, by the way. Well, like, that's. So they just announced that they're doing a taco subscription that for 10 bucks a month, you get a taco every day. Oh, my kids mm. would love this. It's not, it's not a bad deal. It's, it's not a, a bad deal, deal, but it's like, who, sure. who wants a Taco Bell taco every day? My and three like boys would. It, it's something to look forward to every day. On the way home from right. school, they just go pick up their taco. I'm going to tell it's them about like this. Doug I guarantee King of the- Queens talked about it on the way home at the end of his work day. He would get his pre-dinner Whopper. That is, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Pre-dinner Whopper? Yeah, he's a fat guy, you know. Okay. (laughs) I feel like, hey, a little something to look forward to, I feel like that does a lot for you during a day. If you just give your, like, back in the day, uh, like, when uh, we would all work in the relevant office way back in the day, Cameron, and there was, like, a vending machine, and I would get a either a Barg's Root Beer or Dr. Pepper, like, ice-cold can once in the afternoon. And I would look forward to that can all day. You know what? Every time I drank it, it, it was like, I've been looking forward to this. It's a really, it's a little great thing to put in your milestone. If you're telling me I get a taco every day, that's a yeah. whole new level. Like, hey. around, like, let's say my, I eat my taco around three o'clock, around one, my mind starts <laughs> shifting. It's almost taco time, guys. It's almost taco time. Everything's going to be fine. Hey, you know? if you got your vaccine, uh, Krispy Kreme will give you a free donut every day this year. Wow. Will you show your card? You just tell them, yeah, I want my vaccine donut or whatever. Every day you can get a free free Krispy Kreme donut. So. You said that's, every that's a day you can get a free Krispy Kreme yeah, one, one a day for free. Yeah, that's how they were <laughs> encouraging people to get vaccinated. Incentivizing them with sugary that treats. Ain't had, that, that ain't half bad. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> We have a great show in store for you today Uh, Coming up later we talk to one of our favorite indie groups Saint Motel You don't want to miss that great new album Uh, We also have your feedback at the end of the show And stay tuned right now It's Relevant News I may be dumb But I gotta know Cause I don't wanna say goodbye Things have changed since the last time I see Listening to Juice Bangers and Marty, the song is Seems Like. 
Well, today's show is brought to you by UHSM. Healthcare costs have been growing year after year and can lead to a lot of confusion. Thankfully, UHSM offers great and affordable health for everyone. Unite HealthShare Ministries, or UHSM, is a Christian health sharing ministry that puts your health before anything else. Health sharing is not insurance. The programs at UHSM are member-based fellowships where faithful people can take charge of their own health care. UHSM offers different programs to meet any and all of your needs, from telehealth options to plans that cover the unexpected moments in life. UHSM has something for everyone. For more information, head over to UHSM.org or contact a representative at 800-900-8476. Again, head over to UHSM.org, or for more info, you can contact a representative at 800-900-8476. Okay, it's time for Relevant News. Please welcome to the show, Relevant Senior Editor Tyler Huckabee, helping us stay in stay connected with what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Uh, now, Tyler, I know that today you've got two items for Relevant News, um, but hey, hey man, what's going on this week? Um, so th- there's been, <laughs> there's always a lot going on, but this was something we're, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, we're always going to look for the helpers, uh, relevant news. We're always trying, trying to keep an eye on, on some of the good things that are happening in the world. And there was uh, a piece of good news that went a little bit unnoticed last week that I, I thought it would be good to bring attention to that is happening uh, in a state where, uh, where good things aren't necessarily always happening. And that is the state of Louisiana. Uh, down in Louisiana last week, Governor uh, Jean Bell Edwards uh, has posthumously pardoned a man by the name of Homer Plessy. Does anybody? Do you guys know who Homer Plessy is? Does that name ring a bell? Anybody? Or did you see this story going around? I saw it. So this is a so this is a super interesting story. He was the man at the center of the of what ended up being known as the separate but equal ruling that the Supreme Court levied in uh, in Plessy versus Ferguson back oh, in yeah. 1892. Homer Plessy was a member of a group called the Citizens Committee that was a civil rights group that was trying to overtain overturn segregation laws, and so he went into what was marked as a whites only train car uh, down there in the state of Louisiana. Obviously, that did not go very well. He ended up getting arrested. That protest culminated then just a few years later in 1896 with Plessy versus Ferguson, which established whites only spaces in public accommodations such as transportation, hotels and schools. And that lasted for over half a century. It was called Separates But Equal, in which you could have these racially segregated spaces. And according to the Supreme Court, it wasn't really considered discrimination because the these spaces were equal. They were just kept apart. They were separate, separate, but equal. And uh, and he actually ended up having to, he was convicted for doing this. That was a long time ago. Obviously, he's uh, a lot has changed since then. And finally, now in 2021, the governor has offered him a posthumous pardon for what happened. And his family was uh, his descendants were on hand to claim that a distant relative. Keith Plessy said, quote, it's truly a blessed day for our ancestors and for children, not yet born. He said that he had the feeling that my feet are not touching the ground because my ancestors are carrying me. Mm. Uh, Phoebe Ferguson, who is the great, great granddaughter of the judge in the ruling, said the purpose of the pardon, quote, is not to erase what happened 125 years ago, but to acknowledge the wrong that was done. 
um, that it's this is part of uh, other recent efforts that have acknowledged Plessy's role in history. That includes a vote by the New Orleans City Council to rename a section of the street where he tried to board the train in his honor. So it, the the it's another example of the arc of history being very long, obviously, but this is a good example of states remembering what happened and trying to seek some small measures of justice way down the line. I, I think love it's that. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's beautiful. I hate, I hate that we have to even go back and fix stories like this, but I guess it's better late than never. You know what I'm saying? It's an, it's, I think it's a good example because you do hear these stories about like forgetting history or moving on from history. But there was in this case that there never was really any attempt at justice or restitution to what happened. Mm-hmm. We know what was wrong. We know right. that this this man who is whose name has mostly been forgotten to history was in the right and was doing something good. And it was not, you know, I don't think anybody was like banging on the door of the Louisiana State House every day saying we need to make this right. We need to do that. But I but I do think it's commendable for the governor, for Governor Bell Edwards in this case, to go ahead and do this anyway. And it'd be cool to see what would happen if other state legislators took this up, uh, look to places in their own history, because I'm sure every state has them where they were in the wrong, where they can, and they can acknowledge that and do what they can to make restitution and in some cases make reparations. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to this episode this week's episode of this american life uh i definitely encourage people to to check it out the episode title is called talking while black and it's about um it it basically looks at two stories uh involving like kind of the school system and conversations that have been happening around you know how racism is talked about um in curriculum uh, misconceptions about critical race theory things like that um but i think one of the the big takeaways from the series or, or from the from the episode, at least from my perspective, was the importance of truthful reminders of history, so that it, the history we can try not to have it repeat itself, and that we can't be, you know, that we can't be, you know, overly concerned about how authentic portrayals and the way we address past wrongs, you know, affect the, you know, quote unquote, kind of like guilt or feelings of students of today or citizens of today, or in this case, you know, the court system of today that is acknowledging a wrongdoing of the court system of the past. It's like, if we, there's a real, real benefit to making these public acknowledgements of past wrongs, not just so that, you know, it, it can serve as some sort of like redemptive narrative to, uh, you know, that in, in this case, that particular family, but also like, hey, we have to undo the wrongs of the past, not just acknowledge them, but we have to bring them to the forefront of these conversations because that's what's going to prevent these types of things from happening in the future. Well, I think that's what's so um, terrible about the whole, like there's legislation in certain states that are trying to remove quote unquote critical race theory books. Um, and a lot of it is, is stuff that's by black authors about the black experience and all of those types of books. And a lot of people said, you know, that we've, they've, people have created this crazy narrative that CRT or whatever. And every time a black person says, Hey, this happened in the past to black people that somehow it's under this CRT conspiracy. That's what's, if you remove all of the stories from people, from their perspectives, then what, what do you have left? And then what's crazy is 
you want to remove that because that's dangerous. But then there's so many other things that, I mean, my son literally just brought home a book called Dog Man. It's about a dog, man. It's like that book doesn't matter. Like it's like a it's a fictional book, but people telling their actual stories like you, you would want to try to ban that. But, you know, I, I think we get into a crazy season where for, as a black person it's, it's really frustrating for our stories to be put to the side or even be tested when, you know, people can have all kinds of different stories and no one says, Oh, let's get those books out of, out, out of, out of our children's libraries because they're dangerous. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I, I don't think we get type think these types of movements like, um, pardoning Plessy without those types of books and those types of conversations. So if we just kill the conversation, cause it makes us uncomfortable, we can't have any progress. One of the things I also love about this story that you brought, Tyler, is how it is like local people in this area look going back and, and handling business in their area. And I think, yeah. you know, like Derek, what you said about everyone gets a real scared about CRT. There's also, a real, you know, Christians get really scared about reparations as well. Mm-hmm. And they get all uptight. Like, what are we going to have to do? Like, we, I wasn't there. I, I This is my great, great, great grandfather. And I think reparations are important. And um, I remember there's a book, actually, um, Reparations, A Christian Call for Repentance and Repair uh, by Quan and Thompson. And I remember hearing an interview where they were talking about, and they really stressed like the importance of like local communities um, dealing and giving reparations for what happened in their own community. And so that's one reason I love this story is because you've got yeah. the great, great, great granddaughter of the judge and, and the other family. Mm-hmm. And they're really saying, Hey, we value you and your ancestors and what happened. And in this it, you know, conversation. There's not necessarily reparations, but there's repair that's made. And I think that's important and it's valuable as Christians that we do that. And that can happen right in your own community. It doesn't have to be nationwide. It can happen in your city, whatever parish this was mm-hmm. in Louisiana. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What else is going on this week, Tyler? Okay. So this is, <laughs> we're now, we're going to a different side of the world. I'm actually going to, you'll have to forgive the slightly visual slice. I'm going to, I'm going to text you guys a photo really fast to your phone. So pull them out. Uh, this is something that you can find in Turkmenistan. Where is uh, Turkmenistan? Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan is, is over. It is, this, this, is, a, this is over from. in Asia. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to that side of the world. You should see it pop up soon in your phone. So what I just texted you is this is known as, uh, in what translates to in English as the gateway to hell. This is a, for the past 50 years, there has been a sinkhole, uh, out in the desert, out in the Karakum desert in Turkmenistan, which is a, a 230 foot wide sinkhole. That's about 70 feet deep. And it has been on fire for about half a century now. What? They, 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 nobody, this is true. Nobody quite knows where this thing came from or why it opened up. There's some speculation that maybe the Soviets found a sinkhole and tried to like burn away some of the gases that were in it. And those, that fire just never really went out, but it really, that's just speculation. It just appeared and it's called the gateway to hell. They tried to shut it down about 10 years ago. Scientists could not figure out how to put this fire out. It, it doesn't go out. So they turned it into a tourist trap, which is what it is now. You can go to Whoa. Turkmenistan, you can pay a few bucks and you can go walk around the gateway to hell. But now there is concern from scientists that it's actually that the fumes from this thing are actually starting to be a 
health hazard for local communities who live nearby. You can see this thing from about five miles away in any direction. It, it's it's enormous and it looks very very. It looks like hell. It looks like something you'd see in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that. It, it does look like if you jumped into it, you'd end up in a portal where you don't want to end up in. So now scientists are rallying in Turkmenistan to once again make a new attempt at putting this thing out. And I think uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this would solve not just their problem of this big gateway to hell, but it could also solve, you don't, we don't know a lot of other problems too. That could explain a lot of what's been going on in the world over the last few years. If this (laughs) really is what they're saying is is like, that's what what I'm trying to get to here is I think this is, this is a global good. This could be like, this could be a a charitable good that could really put Turkmenistan on the map for changing like the overall <laughs> timeline of history that we're in right now and, and the descent that we've all been facing since I don't know 2014 15 somewhere in that time that's what I that's where I'm trying to get to with my slice a little bit of speculative reporting on this one you can't tell me that this is good for the 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 ozone, though. Right. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. Okay. Hell's not supposed to be good for anybody. Okay. You know? Here's the thing. Uh, look, look, there, we, got, we got a lot of, That's seems crazy. like most of the cast here is on the close up the hold to hell side. And, <laughs> and I'm not saying we keep it open if it's causing health problems in local communities. Go ahead and figure it out. Snuff it out. Is but there before an we to close it? Before we do. Before even scientists begin to think about that, can I just make one modest proposal to bring the world together for one night? Okay, here it is. I'm going to say two words. The whole globe will be watching. That's what we need. We need a little unity right now. Uh Those two words are Nick Walenda. One tightrope walk Uh, across (laughs) the (laughs) before we close that bad boy up once and for all. Let humanity have one night. Blaine, I literally thought you were saying David Blaine, but I I was was tracking with you. Nick Walenda, I like it. Let's run a tightrope over that bad boy. Live stream that thing for the whole world to watch. We'd all be cheering for him. It's it's a it's humanity literally tightrope. Walking over the surface of hell itself, like what more victim? Unless disaster happened, then it'd be pretty a horrible uh, nah, live stream. Hey, look, Nick, 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 I don't want you to take that one, dog. I'm gonna keep it real. Nick, one night, y'all, Cause, cause, y'all, cause, look, as a one way trip, dog. <laughs> this predates <laughs> Jamie and Derek, but but Jesse and I went to a Nickelinda stunt. We flew, he That's was right. going, I don't know, a few years ago. He was doing a live TV event where he was going in between two skyscrapers in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Jesse and I flew to Chicago to, to, to watch just it. Just to watch it? Yeah. And so wow. we're there. Uh, I think we were guests of Discovery. And so we were in prime viewing area. Mm-hmm. And Jesse and I were like, oh, this is so funny and kitschy. And da, da, da. And then all of a sudden, right before it starts, he and I both had this very sobering reality of, we're sick. We came here to watch a man fall to his death. What are we doing? <laughs> and we're like, it, we're, it, it was... Very because yeah. the re it was supposed to be live broadcast on NBC, yeah. but NBC was like, "Look, if you do it, we got to have some sort of safety precautions. Like we got to have a yeah. tether in case you fall. We got to yeah. have a net." And he's like, "No, I'm not doing that." So Discovery Channel's like, "This is cable, baby. Just walk that rope, okay? Just walk it. We don't need nothing. You'll figure it out." That's the yeah. same way with this. We need to We're get like, yeah, go Discovery. <laughs> oh, what are we? What is wrong with us? But what I'm no. saying, what I'm saying is, the tightrope walk across the gate of hell. Unfortunately, Nick, we can have no safety measures for this evening. We need the world in in raptured no, no. attention. Good or evil, this. this is this present darkness. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna make it through yeah. the pit of the hell. The stakes Come on. could not be higher, Nick. Yeah. 
the state. Call up Turkey. Whoever we need to make happen before they because they're closing it up for good. I don't know how. No. To Jamie's point, how do you how do you do that? How do you put that thing out? I don't well, know. Have you ever seen the spray insulation? That's it. You just drop a bunch of that. It goes and then fills the hole. This and is the fire. We tried that. That surely has been like they've tried the normal things to put the fire out. Like this picture they, looks fake that you sent us. Do they us, have helicopters in this country? Because they could do one of those firefighter helicopters, go right above it and just drop the water on I'm it. Sure, I mean, have I'm sure they, they tried praying? Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. well, that's have they rebuked the hold, Tyler? Supplication. <laughs> that I don't know. That I don't. Know. Yeah, maybe they science is the wrong. The maybe these these come out only by fasting and praying. Uh huh. <laughs> They need. To, they need just, like like the like the aliens from a few weeks ago. They need to get a team of theologians on this. That's right. But would you pay money to go see this? Would you pay money no. to walk oh, yeah. up as close no as this guy was in this no. photo? No, no question. Of course, no. I would. not me. Never. No. How, it depends on how much. I don't know what because the cap what, would be. how do I know it's not going to start expanding and then I'm going to be swallowed up and uh, what a story that your gener- for generations your family will tell about the way you the shoes won't burn up over the fire. Like, what if it's yeah. not? What uh, if the uh, fire gets too hot and burns the rope high. that he's walking Again, on? Great story. Need to be Watching high. a man be... fall to his death, getting no, in a helicopter—that's not a great story. Okay. Uh, what, there's an important fact you guys are are neglecting here, and that mm, is, right. you know, Mick Willenda is a man of faith. Uh, he had Joel That's Osteen right. praying his way. Literally, he brought Joel Osteen sure. to the tightrope walk me and Cameron went to. Right. And he was yep. praying for him the whole time on the other side. Okay? Right. The gates of hell will not prevail. If Nick Walinda were right. to fall, we know That's he'd be right. saved. I don't know how, but we can put it to the test. Okay? We know... <laughs> That he's safe from hell, okay? So, Nick, I cannot possibly see one scenario of anything going wrong here. Let's <laughs> let's stream this bad boy. Let's, let's do it in the metaverse. Let's all buy Oculuses. Let's go in the metaverse. And we'll be right there, standing, cheering uh, all with, with everybody, you know? I, like I think it. we could do uh, this as a relevant exclusive. Like, this I could like be... This, this could be you know, we're just going to stream there. it at relevantmagazine.com. Like, he, yeah. he went from NBC yeah. to Discovery to YouTube to relevantmagazine.com. This is our way. This is our to, to, to Cameron standing there with an iPhone. Yeah, just <laughs> another side. Me and Joel I will not be a part of it. I'm at the end. Oh, why not? Derek I and I will be, be broadcasting from the studio. We'll be the people that you can go back to. Derek, okay, there Derek is no and Jamie more in the studio. Standing next to a big fire burning pit, than going on a carnival cruise. You've you've been in danger with things like this before. You're fine. You'll be, you'll be fine, bro. Clark, Clark, we'll we'll leave you in charge of the setup on this one. Like we're all me, Cameron, and Clark are <laughs> standing on the side. You know, Tyler's there with an iPhone commentating, and like Nick's halfway across from like uh Clark, you tested that rope to make sure it's heat resistant, yeah. right? Like it's not gonna melt <laughs> right in the middle of the Sounds like right? a final destination plot. Yeah. <laughs> While I hold the shotgun mic over. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, that you got put- the fight. You got the flammable rope. You got the inflammable rope, right? I thought you said the flammable <laughs> rope. Clark, why would we get a flammable rope? Why would we get out of here? Nick, we gotta go. <laughs> why would they market that as a flammable rope? Why is that a marketing term? <laughs> I'm gonna put a button on this story. This is just a little a little fun fact about this gates of hell. The the president of Turkmenistan, his last name is I'm gonna get this wrong. I apologize. President Berdamuhamedov. 
Berta Muhammadov. Oh, sure. He's very reclusive. And there were rumors that he had died. He had actually passed away while in office. He's been, been there for a long time. And to, and to prove these rumors wrong, to dispute them, he took a camera crew out to the gates of hell to film him doing, doing donuts in his car around the edge of it, on the outside of it, and posted those videos to social <laughs> media so the people of Turkmenistan could see that not only was he alive... But he could spin donuts in a car around the gates Yo. of hell, and, and, and not afraid. And that is a that's a power move. I don't think that would that would be a new chapter in American politics if that sort of stuff were to happen here. This is Eastern that's, Europe, right? Am I am yeah, I correct? This yeah, is Eastern so, so, Europe. Well, yeah. So yeah, yeah. This is they're a whole other conversation. There, right? People think you're there. dead because you're an introvert. You don't leave your house. Like that's just a whole nother thing. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like so this is Central it, Asia. It, Central Asia. It's yeah, it's, it's, uh, Central Asia. One the, it's one of the stands. One of the stands. Yeah. It's right under Uzbekistan, and it's above Afghanistan and above Iran. So Iran and Afghanistan are side by side, and Tur- Turkmenistan is directly above both of them, like a hat. So that's to, where we are. To, okay. to Jamie's okay, point, though, to Jamie's point, you know, if if the big political uh, intrigue is, man, we haven't seen the president in a while. Like, <laughs> if you're his staff and you have to prove, yeah, he's just kind of quiet, just laying low right now. You know, if you're his staff and they're like, hey, maybe you should just make a public appearance, talk about some COVID protocol, some new tax <laughs> policy. You know, whatever you want. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, I want to get that presidential motorcade by the gates of hell. And I'm doing some sick donuts right there. Right there. They're like, all you have to do is stand up and wave outside of your room. He's like, nope, nope. Take me he's to playing hell. some rock music from the 70s going crazy. Yeah. I like to think he's got a Pontiac Trans Am with a big you know, firebird painted on the hood like Dwight Schrute. And just like, just one fist out the window. Just like, let's go Dirk Medicine! You know, like just rally cap time, ladies hey, and gentlemen. And Dennis Rodman was in the car with him too. Right? I, just, I could believe it. I could believe it. All right. Well, stay tuned. Up next, Saint Motel joins us. You're listening to Best Coast. The song is All Alone. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. In 2022, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy? It's whatever you want it to be. Uh, maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work or not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need... Don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. And right now, relevant podcast listeners get a special deal. Uh, you can go over to betterhelp.com slash relevant to get 10% off your first month. Uh, again, that's betterhelp.com slash relevant to get 10% off your first month. 
Well, our guest today is AJ Jackson from Saint Motel, the indie band behind hit songs like My Type and Preach. The band is known not only for their incredible music, but also the visual elements they incorporate with their albums. AJ sat down with our very own Emily Brown to explore how they created their latest album, a motion picture soundtrack, and how their music resonates with some fans in a surprisingly spiritual way. Here's our conversation with AJ Jackson from Saint Motel. you know there's like a narrator and the premise is that it's essentially a movie or a movie soundtrack um which is so interesting to me uh, i love movies and so it's it's cool to like hear a movie essentially uh so i just want to know what was the inspiration behind that album yeah so the idea of being a soundtrack to a movie that doesn't exist um initially it it came about um we were on a plane flying to a show and uh, Sharp was sitting next to me, the guitarist in the band. And he was looking through the, the Sky Mall magazine, the one that's in your in your seat pocket. And there was a, a soundtrack for some movie. And he's like, oh, that's a great name for the album. Was like, it made total sense to me. And I had already kind of wanted to try releasing it in parts. I didn't know what the concept would be, but then you know, a three-act structure of a movie seemed to make a lot of sense. And then we just had St. Louis Television come out before that. And then, you know, we, the band started in film school, so it felt like it was harkening back to kind of our roots. And then even though the music wasn't created with that in mind, the song started slotting into place of the story structure that seemed to make a lot of sense. Yeah, it is it is cool, you know, as you listen to it. It, it does feel like I'm... Like as you listen to the lyrics and even just the music of it, it, it really like pushes it through like a movie. Um, so it's a really, really awesome album. Um, you know, you say that it's the soundtrack to a movie that hasn't been made, but were there any movies or maybe movie soundtracks that influenced you while you were writing the album? Oh, absolutely. So, well, while writing the album, I'm not so sure as much as we worked with a film composer to do interludes between each song. So it's a continuous score. And that during that process, you know, we send references like Ennio Morricone here, John Williams kind of vibe here, you know, like uh, Vangelis into this kind of thing. So we we're referencing different famous film composers as we went from song to song to see, kind of feel that vibe, which is where like you know going from like Sisters into Van Horn, we go into like kind of Western Morricone vibe, and then you know the things like it's all happening becomes a bit more like 1980s movie, more digital Vangelis kind of style. So. In that regard, yeah, we were, we were going through the gamut of, of different film composers and different film music styles, and it was a lot of fun. We worked with um, this composer named Duke, uh, who we, we just did a, a performance in his home country of Macedonia, North Macedonia, with uh, an orchestra where we did the entire album all the way through with his film score transitions and with him uh, there uh, in his home place. It was, it was epic. Man. 
podcast, you know, you have songs like Preach and Born Again, and you have these narrators like the voice of God. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you're relevant, we cover the intersection of faith and culture. So this is very interesting to me. Um, you know, what? You might even role... say it's relevant. Ah, that's ah. our favorite. That's our favorite joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, what role does religion play in your life and in your music? Because you do have a lot of religious elements, I've noticed at least. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I guess a song like Born Again, which is perhaps like our our, our most uh, religious undertone song, even though I suppose, you know, a lot of them, you, you could probably find interpretation through a lot of the songs. But that, that one is pretty directly influenced by um, an experience of mine uh, growing up with, with a friend of mine um, who kind of disappeared and was sent to a, a kind of, uh, I guess it was a religious rehab and then kind of came back a changed person. And, you know, and some of the songs are a bit more uh, metaphorical, you know, it's all up for interpretation, which I think is good. And I think, you know, uh, as being a religious publication like you guys are i think interpretation is pretty important for scripture or or whatever it is so yeah i i generally kind of treat songwriting in the same way of like um you know what it means to me doesn't necessarily what it means to you and i think that's great i think people driving their own uh relevance so to speak from the lyrics and how it fits with them personally is kind of what uh you know i'd say 50 percent of of songwriters are, are going for um, some telling a very specific story, some leaving it very open, some people leaving it maybe too open and not actually saying anything, um, which I don't like that style. But yeah, I mean, they're all kind of open for interpretation in that regard. just reading a study yesterday that said in 2020 more people were streaming like happy music um which just i i get it because i think people wanted to hear happy music so is that like whenever you create an album is that really always the goal is like to have a positive influence on people or do you have like another goal in mind when you're creating music well i don't know if it's necessarily happy music um but even a sad song can be uplifting. Uh, you know, the Japanese have this phrase for, it's basically like sad, happy, um, where there can be some sort of joy to be found in grief. And so even even a, a sad song, like on, on our latest album, like The Moment or, or Save Me, I think it can have a, a net positive, uplifting experience. Like just the same regard of, you know, listening to a song that's, about a breakup could be helping you get through one even though the song concept itself is negative so in that regard i mean uplifting on a general sense even if the music which actually tends to be upbeat the same motel we still have our our fair share of uh, down tempo kind of more introspective tunes as well like at least i have nothing or most wood bones or all these kind of songs Oh, 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 oh,
Dallas Hate Motel. You can read more of our interview with AJ Jackson and the new winter issue of Relevant. It's available now. Go to relevantmagazine.com, click on the magazine tab. You can read this feature as well as a ton of others with the likes of Andrew Garfield, Denzel Washington, Lynn Manuel Miranda, and so many more. It's available now for free. Go check it out, relevantmagazine.com. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. You got what you want. You're listening to Cal in Red. The song is Got What You Wanted. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Um, so last week, we got talking about how did we get to this? It was the historical figure from the past that you would want to go back in time to spend a day with and why. I'm trying to Betty remember White. why. Betty, Betty White. White. That's oh. right. Some of our icons, beloved icons that have passed. How cool would it be to be able to spend a day with her? All right. That, that's what we got thinking of. We did put some exclusions, said no Bible people, because, you know, we thought you guys would all say Jesus. So no Bible people. So we asked you what historical figure you'd want to go back in time, to spend a day with and why you hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast. And here are a few of our favorite replies. John Tansy. At first, this seems like a kind of a boring selection, but uh, he he said uh, former UK Prime Minister uh, Winston Churchill would be a pretty cool hang. You know, I'm not a big uh, a student of World War II or British history, but I heard Winston Churchill was kind of a party animal for a guy that was yeah. leading a nation through World and War II. And he was incredibly funny. That's what I've heard yeah. too. So. Yeah, he would. I, I, I ordered, <laughs> I read that he would, you know, start the day with his briefings with like mimosas in bed with the briefing. Like, my oh, man, started nice. early. <laughs> my man's, yeah, I was going to say, he was he's like, whiskey all day. Yeah. Yeah, he was like he was, Master P, like lifestyle. <laughs> I'm going to start that's every day with a mimosa in bed. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm going to forget the details, but remember that famous quote where, like, one of the other politicians, some lady was like, you're just fat and drunk. And he, and he said, yes, my yes, ma'am, I may be fat, but you're ugly. And in the morning, I'll I'll be sober or something. Or he's like, gosh. yes, ma'am, maybe I'm drunk, but you're ugly. And in the morning, I'll be sober. You'll still be Yo, ugly. Oh, this man, Winston Churchill Yo. was gangster. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You said the masterpiece. I was like, let's look. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alex Garza said she would like to um, have dinner with C.S. Lewis so that she could ask him if he liked pineapple on his pizza. I, mm. I don't know why this is what she needs to know from someone, but she wants to know if, she want, if he likes pineapple on his pizza. Of all people. Of all the things. Of all this the things man, to ask C.S. Lewis. Man, Brendan Spencer said, mm-hmm. maybe not a historical figure, but Jesus had brothers, right? So first off, found the loophole. Which is amazing. <laughs> there you go. Right? But would love to sit down with them and see how it feels to hear why can't you be more like your brother and look over to Jesus <laughs> washing dishes with telepathy. Brendan Spencer, you are amazing. And that needs to be a script to a, a Netflix show. I'd watch that show. I would watch, watch that show. Jesus' brother. Why can't you be like your brothers? Ooh. <laughs> it's like how I met your mother, but it's it's not. Why can't you be like your brother? That's good. Why, why can't you be like your brother? All right. Well, there's a lot more that came from. Go check it out over on the 
podcast feed. All right, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Earlier in the show, uh, Tyler brought the info about the the gates of hell in Turkmenistan. Uh, that there, <laughs> it's a massive, massive pit that's perpetually on fire, and it's terrifying looking. You know, you would think that we're going to ask you like. What do you want to see done before it's closed up, like Nickel and Stunt? Or how would you put out the fire? No, no, no. We're not going there. We want to. We want you to open our eyes and tell us about other obscure natural phenomenon that would freak people out. We live in a weird world. I don't know if y'all have seen Deep Sea Creatures, but mm. we live in a weird world. So hit us up and tell us your favorite kind of obscure natural thing that you're aware of and other people are not and uh tell us about it send us the links and us pictures and all that and we'll bring our favorites on the show next week cool hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast or wherever you see us post a question well before we wrap up i want to thank saint motel for joining us today you can uh read more of our interview with them in the winter issue of relevant like i mentioned earlier it's available right now at relevantmagazine.com just click on the magazine tab it's like 15 14 full length magazine level features beautiful interface available for free go check it out also make sure every week you are seeing what we are adding to relevantstore.com we got our latest merch uh sweatshirts podcast fan gear mugs bunch of cool stuff plus and we're in the final days of our annual print edition pre-order sale. Uh, we are about to go to print with the annual print edition of Relevant, beautiful coffee table edition of our long form content. It's uh, but available right now for pre-sale. And in the pre-sale, you're saving 20%. So go sign up now, get it. You will be the first one to get it when it's half the press here coming up very soon. Uh, relevantstore.com. Uh, updating it every Friday. Don't miss it. Also, while you're at the website, make sure to stay connected with what we have going on. Maybe you know, you're know you following us on Twitter, you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, but you're not seeing everything we're putting out. Well, our daily newsletter is a great way to keep in touch with our top five cream of the crop trending articles right there in your inbox every weekday morning. You can sign up right there at the front page relevantmagazine.com. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Just another thing wrong with this pandemic. You can't even have a cathartic burp anymore. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.